Thank you for listening to Noobs and Dragons. If you'd like to listen to more of LPJ and Sphinx, make sure to check out Last Action Podcast, where they discuss action movies. If you're looking for more Matric, check out twitch.tv slash matriconstage. That's M-A-T-R-I-K. You can also check out his work on YouTube, and that's Matric on Stage there as well. For more of myself... Craig WK, you can listen to podcasts like The Legend of Retro and Noiseland Arcade. You also find me at Twitch at twitch.tv slash Craig underscore WK. If you're interested in supporting Noobs and Dragons, you can go to patreon.com slash GameZilla Media, where you can pay $5 a month for access to Behind the DM Screen, our behind-the-scenes monthly special. This show wouldn't be possible without our patron support. Thank you. Last time on Noobs and Dragons, after investigating the demon attack, the group went to question Abraham Goldbeard, only to find he was lying to them. And welcome back to Noobs and Dragons. So the three of you are are chatting with Abraham Goldbeard, the, you know, counselor of the church district. Seems like an okay guy, until Thelonious has caught him in a lie. You guys asked if he... Knew anything about the war 50 years ago? League of Infernus, the Bloodbane family, things like that. He said no. Two of you didn't pay any mind to that, but Thelonious can see through that. Thelonious, what would you like to say to him? Goldbeard. So yes. what exactly were you up to 50 years ago then? Why, I was living in the city. I, I had a church I was in charge of here. Where was the church at? Uh, here in this uh, district, and he he oh. lets you know uh, where it was. It's uh, uh, now it's much smaller than this current building, uh, but that was where he was fifty years ago. He says it's like down the road. Okay. Um, what do I look like? Um, you, you look like a dragonborn. He starts describing like your scale colors and stuff, and he looks a little confused. Oh, right. Theo, where are you going with this? So, you you do know about the past of this event, right? I know bits and pieces, but I, I don't know much. A lot of my people died. A lot of my uh, people died. Yes. And you're telling us you have no idea of, of these events that you were alive at 50 years ago. Well, the war happened a continent away. Uh, it certainly wasn't where I was. You were here the entire time? I was, indeed. If you want, you can roll insight on that. Yeah, I will. Can we roll insight on that? Five. At that point? Well, sure. Wouldn't he have, have advantage on that? Not necessarily. Okay. It's only a five. Uh, what was that? that insight? Is a, insight? That no, is a seven. That is a... Mm-hmm. 20, unnatural. He seems to be telling the truth. He was lying that he knows nothing of the war 50 years ago. However, he is telling the truth that he was here and, and ran his own church 50 years ago. What did the church do? Well, we fed the, the poor. And, and he starts listing off the things, you know, like uh, offering services, uh, sermons. And, yeah, he, he lists off, like, the standard activities of a church. You and Thanemore, you knew each other then, right? Oh, we did indeed. 
What was he up to? Well, he was in charge of the government district at that time. Okay. We're, our districts were neighbors. We ended up having to, to do business with each other quite a bit. And uh, honestly, at that time, I was not in charge of the church district. Uh, my mentor was ahead of me, but uh, he eventually moved out of the, the city and I took his place. And that's how uh, I became closer with uh, the now governor of Thanemore. Do you happen to know anyone in the city who could maybe tell us more about those events? I, I don't know myself, honestly. Uh, perhaps the, the libraries in the collegiate district would know more about the history. I interrupt. I think Goldbeard here can tell us something more about this event. I get a little bit closer. Uh, make an intimidate no. check. Nine. He immediately puts his hands up. As I got a critical fail. And uh, and he says, I I <clears throat> I can sense your hostility, my friend. Yeah, because we've got dead people around the city. We're here to investigate. I and I'm calling BS on you. I cannot imagine the events of fifty years ago have much to do with what is happening now. Oh, they do. And he he would roll insight on you, and you do think that that is the case. And so he he kind of, you know, kind of wipes a little bit of, he pulls out like a, a kerchief and kind of wipes his forehead and puts it back in. And he says, I'll tell you what I know. Yeah, that's a little bit better. And then I'll take a couple steps back. And he says, uh, around 50 years ago, maybe closer to 45 years ago, honestly, I had been a approached by a stranger. Uh, I don't know who it was. I did not know him at the time. I still am not sure who it was. He he wore a cloak. He kept to the shadows. He gave me an item and said that I should hide it and that nobody should ever, ever come in contact with it. And and so I did as he said. I thought the worst that would happen is is nobody gets a hold of this item and, and everyone forgets about it. But as far as that goes, um, I, I don't know much about it. What's this item? Make a persuasion check. Nine. He shakes his head and he says, I, I was sworn to secrecy. I If this is important and, and it shouldn't fall in the wrong hands, I wouldn't want to say... We're investigating something called the Armor of Endless Night. Does that name ring a bell? He doesn't answer. I believe the lady asked you a question. He shakes his head and he does not answer. <clears throat> I get up in his face. Intimidate. <laughs> What'd you get? <laughs> um, uh-huh. Four. Can we stop threatening the man? No, I want to get closer, too. Sure. Uh, at this point, uh, Hannibal gets in his face, and he does not back down. At this point, it looks like he's kind of, like, you know, standing his ground. Uh, if you want to make an intimidate check, you can, but it's at disadvantage. Can I make Do you a know my name? He says, I only know you as a Thelonious. My last name's Bloodbane. You may leave this office. Not until we get some further information. You'll get nothing more from me, child of the bloodbanes. Now, before I alert the authorities, leave. And he points to the door. Thelonious, 
why don't you let us finish up here? No. He says, I'm done I'm with not- all of you. And he points to the door. He says, I say good day to you three. I'm here investigating murders. We're trying to get answers here. Regardless of my name and the affiliation, we need answers, and you are not cooperating with us. You throw that name in my face, and you have the audacity to say that it has nothing to do with this. I was sworn to secrecy, and I'll not give it away to people who say they are on the side of right. I didn't say I was on the side of right. Am I with my fellow Bloodbanes right now? Do these two look like Dragonborn? He points at the door, and he says, I say good day. All right, let's go. Thelonious, are you getting up and leaving? I, I leave. Alice gets up and starts heading out. He says he'll alert the authorities if you don't leave. What are you doing? We'll be back. We've been down that road. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You have. You guys head out after threatening that you'll return. And uh, as you guys walk out the door, uh, he, he must stay in his office. He doesn't get out to leave or anything. Well, that didn't go well. Actually, I think it went really well. We yes. don't know what he has. Doesn't matter. We know he had something. We know he's full of shit. He also would not answer when you asked if he knew about the armor of Endless Night. He was given something for safekeeping. He's got a fucking piece of it. Oh, I know he he's might. got a piece of it. He it might. would be nice to know what it was. Well, rather than now we have to keep an eye on this or we're going to keep no, spinning our I wheels. I think we wait until his ass is gone and we're breaking into his office. That's an option. That is a terrible idea. <laughs> this is this is why we talk okay. out our problems. Okay, Alice. Uh, what's your plan then? I'm really curious <laughs> what, what idea you got All right, for well, us. Look, here's what we know. <laughs> we know that he's likely got a piece of this armor. Uh-huh. It doesn't really matter what piece it is. All, all you really care about is the fact that he has a piece. But what if... He p- obviously still has it. Which right. means we need to keep an eye on him because someone's going to be after yeah, him. Yeah, he might be the next target. That's exactly my point. And we just threatened that we'll be back. Maybe we should uh, cut that off at the head. No. Maybe maybe we should alert our vault again. I hate to keep One of you him, two but... can try and calm his ass down and tell him that his life is in danger if he has that armor. All right. I'll, he was, I'll he was leave. pretty mad. I'll leave. He was okay. pretty mad. He I got to his face too, out. so I should probably right. not be the one as well. I'll I'll try to go back in. Sure. So you get to the door and the door is locked. Do you want to knock? Do you want to break it in into it? What do you want to do? Uh, I'll knock first. The the door cracks open and you see Abraham Goldbeard. He looks well. Make an insight check. You can probably guess, but, you know, make an insight check. And where are you two headed? Are you leaving the, the church? Yeah, we're out in front of the church. We're sure. Not, we're, not guys, even, we're not anywhere within his eye, eye shot. Sure. So you guys head outside. Down the road, you see the uh, uh, that uh, human named Altarius. Yeah, they, I want to talk to him. Yeah, sure. Just, He's surrounded by about four different uh, uh, priests. It looks like a couple of dwarves and a couple of uh, humans. You start walking down there. Hannibal, are you joining him? Absolutely. You two start heading in that direction. We'll get to you in a moment. Alice, you uh, made an insight check. What'd you get? Uh, 17. With a 17, he's he's very clearly very, very angry. It looks like he's upset. It looks like he's probably more upset than angry, but at the same time, you guys were pushing buttons and he just didn't have it. Uh, So what would you like to say to him? Uh, Mr. Goldbeard, first, I would like to apologize for my uh, companion's behavior earlier. Uh, make a persuasion check. Let's and make it with disadvantage because he's he's not feeling you guys. 
and let me know what you get. Be an 11. He kind of nods and he says, you cannot control your, your comrades. I, I accept your apology, but there's nothing I suppose you need apologize for. Yeah, regardless, I'd like to apologize. I feel we acted poorly. He stays in the doorway, but he's not closed the door on you. Um, the reason I have come back is we have reason to believe that you are in danger. You must forgive me, young lady. Um, the danger I'm sensing is potentially from your comrades and maybe even you. I can assure you for all their faults, they mean you no harm. He kind of nods and he Myself says... as well. He nods. He says, I have no intention of telling you anything else, but... I will be careful if that makes you feel better. That would make me feel much better. I will just let you know, we've been investigating the armor of Endless Night. Uh, A piece of it has been taken, and we believe someone is out to restore their collection. He just sort of stares and doesn't really say much and just sort of nods. He does not respond to your conversations of the armor of Endless Night. Okay, so I have... All I have to say, uh, just please be careful. If you see anything out of the ordinary, please alert the guards immediately. He nods and he lets you know that he will make sure that he travels with groups of people. Great. I will I will uh, bid you good night. And he closes the door. Uh, back to you two outside. You guys see this Altarius. And he, you know, is, is sort of talking with these priests. He's walking down the road. They're sort of walking slowly, though, so they're not that far. You're able to catch up to him pretty quickly. Hey, guys. And they stop, <laughs> and uh, they turn around, and the, the priests kind of, like, nod their heads at you. They, they're just being civil and, and polite. The, the human, Altarius, uh, sort of smiles at the two of you, and he says, Gentlemen, how can I help you? You were speaking with uh, Mr. Gold, or, uh, yeah, Mr. Goldbeard, weren't you? Yes, yes, we were. Um, we're actually here in the city. Uh, we've been investigating these disappearances. Have you been? Have you heard about any of those going around town? The uh, the the people kind of mutter amongst themselves. Uh, the the priest in the back, and Altarius kind of nods at him, and he says, uh, "Only rumors. I, I'm afraid I don't know much. Uh, what can you tell me?" Well, we're just we're, you know we're just trying to find out some different pieces and whatnot. Uh, what relationship do you have with uh, Mr. Goldbeard? Well, he was a mentor of mine. Oh, from where? Oh, in the pre or the the priesthood, and he, he you know kind of like points at his like his his vestments. And he says, "Yes, uh, uh, he's the finest priest I know." Who are you exactly? I apologize. My my name is Hannibal Demonbreaker. Hannibal Demonbreaker, a pleasure to meet you. My name is Altarius Brightmore. I am the head priest in the Grand Duke Lion Church. Oh, okay, very good, very good. I'm Thelonious. So Thelonious, it's wonderful to meet you too. He says. Uh, uh, how how may I be of assistance here? How long um, have you known Goldbeard? When were you in the priesthood with him? Oh, um, um, most of my life. Uh, I I'm in my my thirties. Uh, I've known him since I was a child, so probably about nearly twenty years. Um, how do you feel about him running for the governorship? Well, he would make a perfect governor. Yeah, why do you say that? He has moral fortitude. He's, he's altruistic. All his life, he's devoted to helping people, feeding the poor, and, and taking care of lost children. And, you know, it, I mean, 
The other counselors, I'm sure, are wonderful people, but they don't have the people's best interest in mind. Uh, what do you know about um, what, what he did prior to to knowing you? Well, to the best of my knowledge, he's been in the priesthood almost all his life. He's lived in the city for almost ever, I think. I sort of presume that he grew up here. I, I think he even mentioned that, you know, when the city was smaller, he had been a young man. Mm-hmm. Uh, come here from, uh, I believe he was uh, originally from Strakhelm to right. the north, a dwarven kingdom. Makes sense. Um, what do you know about his uh, relationship with um, oh, the governor? The, the governor, thank you. Thanemore. Uh, Thanemore. Um, they're, they're wonderful friends. I, I see them going out for, for lunch and, and dinner on occasion. Uh, they, they get along great. I, I've been trying to convince Goldbeard that he should be running for the the governor position. Why does he have all these reservations? When we were talking to him, he doesn't seem too thrilled about it. He is a wonderful person, and of course that means that he has no no megalomania. He has no dark desires for power. So to him, it doesn't sound very desirable to, to be in a position of power, but I think it's for the best of the city. And he smiles real big. What was the name of the... Ah, oh crap. The previous principal... Of the of the magic college, can't think of his name. Uh, oh. Kibo Freedom Peak. No, no, pre- Kefuddle. Kefuddle. Oh, Kefuddle. the head Kefuddle. of the the counselor who the died. Counselor, sorry, Kefuddle. Uh, I messaged that to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not even there yet. What can you tell me about um, Abraham's relationship with uh, Kefuddle? I believe he got along with him quite well. I, I believe that he gets along with most of the counselors quite well, uh, except perhaps the the pains. Sure, fair enough. Um, so obviously, a- Abraham's been around a while. Funnel's yes. been around a while. Thanemore also been yeah, around yeah. a while. You know of any other people who have been around as long as uh, those three guys have in the city? I think those three have been around about the longest of our, our counselors and, and governors. Um, and he thinks about it for a moment. Let's see. Would anybody else have necessarily been uh, around that long? Now, he kind of shakes his head and he says, no, um, not quite that long. Um uh, potentially uh, uh, Morn Ballantine. He, uh, he's been in the city for a bit. Uh, when the Dragonborn moved in some years ago, before I was born. How do you feel about Morn? Oh, he seems like a nice guy. I, uh, he, he's, he's certainly not quite as religious as, you know, the, the people I hang out with, so to speak. He says, but uh, he comes to the church every so often. It's wonderful to see him. Has Goldbeard ever brought up uh, the past with the Night of Death and the League of Infernus or anything like that to you? He says, I don't know much about the this League of Infernus, I'm afraid. He says, but I, I do know that he was in the city uh, 50 years ago when the Night of Death occurred. A what terrible did, business. What did he say about it? I, I believe that was the, the, the point when he was able to finally outlaw necromancy for, for and make it a criminal activity. Oh, so he's the one responsible for all of these laws against dark magics and whatnot, right? Oh, yes, absolutely. I, I'm, I'm quite sure. At least he was a, a strong proponent for it at the time. Uh, you have to understand that it was certainly illegal and, and was not allowed to be done. But as far as that goes, it was not a criminal offense at the time. But this, this night of death showed that, you know, things like necromancy and whatnot were, were so much trouble and so dangerous. It's, it's certainly not in our church's credo that the dead should come back to life. That is horribly, horribly evil. 
did uh, did Thane Moore agree too? Uh, yes, he did indeed. I, I honestly, I think a majority of the counselors agreed with that. I, I can't think of any that would have disagreed. But the counselors have changed hands, of course, over the years. So I'm pretty sure that you know there might have been somebody. But Goldbeard's was. one that led the charge in this. He did indeed. Yes, he did indeed. Okay. All right. Well, I don't know. I don't have anything else. Yeah, me neither. He kind of nods, and you, uh, Alice, you come out, and you see the the two of them, and you come up. Uh, he greets you as well, and he says, my name is Altarius Brightmore. Hi, my name is Alice. Wonderful to meet you, Alice. And he smiles real big. How are how are things here, guys? Good, real good. Uh, these guys are nice. Good. No one uh, is pressing charges. No, uh, no, no. Why would they? Why would they press? <laughs> yeah. Charges? Why would they do that? That's a weird. That's, that's a weird question. That's yeah. a real weird question. Alterius kind of looks a little puzzled, uh, but he doesn't really push you guys on it. Hey, Alterius, do you know what uh, Goldbeard's up to tonight? What his plans are? Oh, um, yeah, I, I believe so. We were originally going to be uh, meeting up for uh, a sermon, uh, a church down the way. A younger priest is is just getting started. We're, we're there as kind of uh, some moral support. And then I figured maybe have a meal together and, and send the, the counselor home. So it sounds like you guys will be gone for a couple hours. He rolls insight on you. <laughs> and he kind of nods. He says, yeah, uh, uh, we'll, we won't be back for some time. Okay. Just make sure you, you keep watch on things. Yeah. Keep, keep him safe. Oh, absolutely. His his safety is my one of my number one priorities. Have Good. you noticed any change in his behavior in recently? No. Anything noticeable? No. And he and he uh, he thinks about it. As far as that goes, no. He's uh, been the same as always. Great. Great guy. And he smiles real big. He seemed very nice when we talked to him. Yes, he's an incredibly kind man. I I I strongly am pushing for him to be the new governor. Yeah, took a, he took a real liking to uh, Thelonious over here. Make a deception check. Because <laughs> that's bumpkiss. 14. And he kind of nods. He says, I, I figured you would get along. And he smiles. Yeah, we're like BFFs now. <laughs> and he just smiles. It looks like Altarius does not see through your fib. All right, well, it was nice meeting you. And he says, it was wonderful to meet you, too. Anytime you need anything, you come to the Grand Duke Lion Cathedral, and I'll be happy to assist you. Thank you. I give Thank him a big you. hug, and he hugs you back. He's 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 like he's a genuinely very charismatic guy. Really attractive, really nice, and uh, yeah, he he definitely has Goldbeard's sort of you know interest in mind. It's it a, a good hug. You're stronger than you look. Thank you. I get that a lot. Very welcome. I go all hail the Snoop Lion, and I shoot fireworks up in the air. Duke Lion, actually. Oh, okay. I take a little sip, like just make a religion check. By the way, if you want, uh, Hilarious. <laughs> uh, What'd religion you get? Three. A three? Yeah. You don't know much about Duke Lion. <laughs> you're you're not that familiar with him. He he uh, might potentially be very very relevant to the Dragonborn race, but you don't know. Oh, well, shit. What about Snoop Lion? <laughs> uh, with a three, you know less than nothing. Almost like it doesn't exist. Go figure. Go uh, figure. All right, I think we're good here. Absolutely. I think the three of us would want to regroup over here and chat a bit. Yeah, I think <laughs> Where? That's a in good the idea. corner. So you guys, like, this is it's a big, big wide street. Yeah, this is a big wide street. You have a lot of churches in this area. Do you just want to go into like an alley? Is there yeah. a bar nearby? Uh, roll a d20. <laughs> <laughs> two. With a two, the closest alcohol you know of is in 
Fritz's kitchen <laughs> or, Alice's, or flask. Alice's flask, which is maybe running a little low at this I point. Know, we, we might we might need a topper. All right, we'll sit in this corner, I guess. Sure. So you guys step aside, and uh, maybe a few minutes later, you see Abraham leave the Grand Duke Lion Cathedral with a few priests and meets up with Altarius and the group heads down the road. All right, let's go in. Wait, wait, no. wait, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> no. He's gone. Let's go. Wait. This is a terrible idea. First of all, we need, to, first of all, we need to share the information we gleaned with yeah. Alice. So, yeah, you guys trade info. It seems like... Abraham Goldbeard knows something, but he's not willing to talk about it, and and he sort of hinted as to why, but you know never came out and said anything. I find him a little suspicious, honestly. Uh, a little suspicious. Well, ho- hold on, let's back up. I, I agree, he's suspicious. He's got a piece of the armor. He does, right? At least one. Uh, uh, what's his dealy? Uh, uh, K- uh, Kibo. No, Kafuddle. Kafuddle. Kafuddle had a piece of the armor. They were obviously given the armor to keep safe okay. by somebody in a in a hood, presumably. You guys were able to see through that he lied about knowing anything about the war. And when you pressed him on it, he admitted that he had been given an artifact for safekeeping that he was not permitted, like he was sworn to never, ever reveal. And you guys said, no, but you're going to tell us about it. And he said, no, he had been sworn. And so, if there's anybody that's keeping their promise, it's the guy who's super noble and just and worships Duke Lion. So there's got to be other... It, the armor's got to have more than one. It's got to have at least, at least what, three, four pieces, probably? I would imagine. There's got to be other people that have. They wouldn't have put it all together. Depends on the type of armor. Some pieces of armor might not have many more than three, four pieces. Some pieces of armor are going to have a lot more. Depends on the type. Sure. Yeah, we, we don't know. It's just armor, right? We know armor and boots. So the armor could be like... A lot. Oh, it could be full plate, which but is my, a, the whole body. But my point is... There could be more pieces. There's more pieces, and I'm willing to bet it was distributed among the people who were there at the time and put in their safekeeping to keep it separate and out of the hands of people who didn't shouldn't have it. So you think Thanemore also I has something? I think Thanemore might have a piece or knows of somebody who has a piece. And then on top of that, whatever piece Abraham has is in a much safer place than we could ever put it in. I he's kept it safe all this time. So breaking it and taking it right now, we know he's got it, obviously. I didn't say necessarily we'd take anything. But what's the point of going in there, then? I'm curious. He might have some other dirty laundry in, up there. How does that help our case, though? I mean, it could be a bargaining chip. I mean, I'm not going to say that this is the best plan, but I mean, it is a plan. Yeah, my point, I mean, I think maybe we should try and locate other people who have pieces and are more willing to talk about it. Oh, you think the governor of the entire city is going to want to talk to us about this? Is he is retiring? <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you all the secrets because I don't care anymore. But, and thinking of which, he's and, and all based, of a sudden retiring. And based on how uh, Goldbeard acted, he's going to act just as... Intense. I would imagine so. Yeah. I don't. I. I don't think Thanemore is the way to go. I think we need. I think we need more clues. So let's go upstairs and see what we find. You I can, don't. Th- you could try to break into his office. Absolutely. I'm. 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 Veto. No. This is a terrible idea. We are not breaking this. into his office. No. Your friends have talked you down, Thelonious, and they don't want to break into this office. They feel it's way too much trouble than it's worth. So what would you guys like to do instead? What time is it? It's like probably the the mid to late afternoon at this point. So I mean, you know, you could feasibly like go back to your your you know 
uh, domicile, the the Mertiel Alberge, and, and regroup or hey, whatever. You know what? Uh, Maybe Maxwell, Maxwell was checking out the place. Maybe he found something. Let's go. Let's go check in with Maxwell. Get ourselves a meal. Regroup. Kind of think this through. Sure. So, Mac, what what specifically did you have Maxwell doing again? He was checking out the Mertil Alberge to see if oh, there's any secrets. Oh, right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, you guys can uh, regroup and uh, see what he found. Okay, let's do. Let's start there, and we can get a meal, get yeah. some blueberry wine in us. Yeah, everyone will be feeling a lot less crabby. You can pass out. <laughs> you can pass out and pee your pants again. I never peed my pants. Oh, you peed your pants? <laughs> no, I didn't. You feel your pants and they're, they're dry, and you're like, whoo. Yeah, liar. So, you guys want to head back to Can the, I make uh, him pee his pants? <laughs> you can't make How? me pee my pants. I can press digitation. I can real. soil something. <laughs> it's not necessarily urine, but you, you know, can dirty something. I'm going to dirty his pants. Your pants are a little uh, scuffed, but they do not smell of urine. Whatever. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> so, I can do a lot more. Ugh. <laughs> Good God, I need to go fill up that flask. I love that that Thelonious's magic is either bolts of fire that destroy everything, or it's like, I dirtied your pants. It's like no in between. So you guys gather yourselves, you guys head across town, and you guys find yourselves in the old residential district, and you arrive at the Mertiel Auberge. Fritz... Are you here? And so you open the door, and sure enough, uh, Fritz is preparing dinner. Uh, one of the the two meals he prepares each day for you, and uh, he he you know is is currently cooking in the kitchen. You smell it smells like soup or something. You see a big pot, and uh, it's kind of like boiling away. And he sees the three of you. And he says, "Welcome home." Thank you, Fritz. How are you doing? Oh, quite well, quite well. Uh, I, I've prepared a, a wonderful stew for you. I think you'll enjoy it. Oh, that sounds wonderful. And I'm assuming there will be blueberry wine available. <laughs> there always is. He says, plenty from back home. And uh, and, and sure enough, on, on the counter, he already has a few bottles set aside. All right. Do you mind if I, can I, can I take one of these to go? Uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, by all means. Pour a little into the. <laughs> sure, it doesn't fill all the way, so there's still plenty of wine in the bottle or whatever. And uh, I take another one for myself. Just a whole bottle to keep whole in your bottle beer for me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, Fritz says, "I will go to the cellar and make sure to bring up a few more bottles." <laughs> Good thinking, Fritz. Absolutely, Fritz, you are a treasure. Absolutely, <laughs> and uh, and he he kind of nods. He heads to the cellar, and uh, a few moments later, uh, seemingly, you know, Maxwell heard you guys come in. You hear the the step thump of his cane, and Maxwell Steel Breeze appears. He says, uh, young master, uh, pleasure to see you. Max, um, we've had a day. Uh, yeah, what the hell happened? <laughs> yeah, so I, I unload on him, let him know what's going on. Goddamn demons. Yeah, man. Well, this is some bullshit. Yeah. You know what's bullshit? That gold beard. That's bullshit, and I take a chug. <sighs> yeah, that didn't go well either. Geez, I wonder it's, why that didn't go well. Who knew threatening an old man would not end well? He says, now, hold on, Alice. You caught him in a lie, and he was going to just gloss over it if you didn't say anything. Not bad. However, you both got in an old man's face, and yeah, maybe you pushed it a little far, but you had to push it a little. So don't feel too bad about that. Yeah, I hold up my drink to Max, and we go, cheers. Cheers. And he takes a drink himself. He says, I, after dinner... 
chat with you guys in the parlor. And he says, but uh, in any event, uh, you know, it's it's something to, to, you know, consider. And Fritz comes up the stairs with a few more bottles. And he says, oh, Maxwell, you're here as well? He says, uh, yeah, of course, uh, Fritz. And he kind of nods. And he says, and he puts the bottles down. And you guys sort of chat about what happened. And Maxwell does not bring up anything about his findings at dinner. And so, you know. You guys have this, uh, uh, you know, meal. It tastes quite good. And Maxwell asks you guys while you're eating dinner, while Fritz is, you know, busy cleaning and stuff. He says, so uh, what's on the agenda next? You guys got a list you're going to track down and, and find out clues about this goddamn demon? I think that's probably our next step. Yeah. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get that list from um, Kibo. What about the underground waterway? There yeah, were disappearances we there. We haven't investigated that. It could, it could be related. Or you know what? Well, that's say- where that's where that uh, the flying thing, Vivian was grabbing stuff, right? Wasn't she taking those? No, this was those uh, frog people or whatever they were. Yeah. So the uh, this X three nineteen you found in its like nest area at the top of the asylum was some dead bullywugs. Oh, right. And yeah. sure enough, the 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 disappearances that were not necessarily concerning in a negative way, but it was just confusing, was that there had recently not been as many attacks because the, the bullywugs were sort of vanishing from this underground waterway, and they just sort of chalked it up to, to, to nothing. The, the company themselves, like the Payne family, is just sort of like, yeah, whatever, we're just that good. But the information that Verna got a hold of, it just seemed strange that it was happening. It was something con- concerning. Mm. Mm. I mean, and so they clearly there is some link between the the, the this X three nineteen and the waterways, but you don't know what exactly. It, we also have to f- determine. Why don't we have, head over there tonight? No, let's talk to Maxwell. Well, uh, let's talk, talk to, to Maxwell, Maxwell, but then, then after that we can head over there. Yeah, we can, but but also what I wanted to bring up was with the demon summoning. It requires blood sacrifices. The blood's got to come from somewhere. The disappearances. Well, the disappearances are for X319. That is true. So are other things missing? Other people? Is it linked? Is it different? What's going on? That's something else that's concerning. I mean, is X319 collecting bodies for whoever's summoning the demons? Probably. That could be. You don't know. Maybe person summoning the demons was the one controlling X319. Who that, knows? That could be. There's there's definitely evidence that points in that direction. Yeah, I mean, X319 might be eating these bullywugs, but then they might be grabbing these people to do these rituals. Like you're I don't know. You're not sure. But I think Anything's possible at this point. Let's see what, what Maxwell turned up. If nothing requires our immediate attention, maybe we just go kind of case, yeah. the, case the waterway. It's not a bad idea. Agreed. So you guys have dinner, and Fritz uh, lets you know that he's going to busy himself and, and go about the, the home and stuff. And you guys head to the parlor with, with some drinks. And after a little while, you, you hear you know Fritz head like upstairs and out of earshot. And Maxwell speaks up, and he says, you, uh, you wanted me to investigate the Mertil Alberge, right? Uh, yeah. What'd you got? Well, I mean, it might not be anything, but uh, it caught my attention, so I figured I'd let you know. So I was snooping around, you know, as he asked me to do. And uh, so I, you know, the second floor, you know, is where our rooms are. Well, Fritz has got a room on the third floor. So I go up to the third floor and uh, it seems like it's not used as often. You know, there's 
it seems like larger bedrooms, maybe the maybe an office or something, a library. I'm not sure exactly what he says, but uh, I I went up there and was snooping around, and I I found that his room and this office or study or something are are locked on the third floor, and there is a staircase that leads up to an attic, and I popped in and looked around, and it does look like there's a lot of old furniture and stuff in there, uh, sheets over it and whatnot, but uh, around that time, Fritz came out and, and let me know it was dangerous, and he didn't want me looking around, didn't want me getting hurt. I mean, I kind of buy it. He's a nice guy. He doesn't, you know, and we're guests. He doesn't want us, you know, threatening him after we hurt ourselves or something. I get it. He says, but uh, it definitely seemed a little weird. You know, he's a real nice, open guy that he'd be locking up I get his bedroom, but maybe other rooms not so much. And the fact that there's all this old furniture in the, the attic <clears throat> just squirreled away. I, I don't know. It just seems weird. Like, why would it be up there? You know? I mean, all the Whose rooms seem it? furnished. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, it's just weird that, that it's, it's like, I don't know, leftover furniture or something? I don't quite get it. I remember earlier hearing someone as they walked away talk about this place being haunted. That was uh, one of the neighbors uh, was was muttering under their breath after uh, they were talking with uh, Fritz, uh, Fritz Barrio outside. So the neighbors at least seem to think that this place is haunted. It could be nothing. It could be just be talking, but I think it's something to keep in mind. Yeah, we can always talk to the neighbors, find out why they think it's haunted. Sure. I mean, you guys, do you want to head over there right now and talk with them or do you want to uh, you want to head upstairs and snoop around? Like, do you want to leave? What do you want to do? We can talk to the neighbors and then head to that uh, water area. Way. Sure. Yeah, we can do that. So you guys head outside. Uh, Maxwell lets you know that he'll take it easy the rest of the night, but, you know, he'll you know keep his eyes open or whatever. And so you guys head outside, and there's, of course, two neighbors flanking the house. Uh, the, the guy that was muttering about it being haunted went to the left of the house. So if you're looking at it from the front, it'd be the right. Let's let's go to that house. Yeah, we'll start there. Sure, quite a nice house. All the houses in this neighborhood are are beautiful, huge houses, mansions. Essentially, this this is a very wealthy area, and so you guys head around. You get to the the front gate, and you guys uh, find that there is a the gate is closed, and there's like a bell on the gate. Let's ring the bell. All right, you ring the bell. Uh, yeah, maybe a moment later, the front door opens and you see somebody in in you know like what looks to be in like a butler's uniform comes out, old 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 uh, human kind of trudges up to the the gate and he says, "Yes, hi, how are you? I, I'm Hannibal. This is Thelonious and Alice. Uh, we were s- speaking with the owner of the house, or uh, we were did, were we speaking to him? I don't remember. We weren't we weren't speaking to him. He was uh." Talking about the uh, explosion from the other day, and we uh, heard him talking about the place next door, and we we had some questions. I would be more than delighted to see if the master is available. If you give me a few moments, I can see if he has the time for you. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And he trudges back inside, and a few moments later, the butler comes out, and he says... Master Pendlegrass is more than uh, happy to talk with you for a few moments. Perfect. Thank right. you. 
and you guys head inside, and he introduces you to Master Herman Pendlegrass. And, uh, uh, you know, kind of kind of uh, uh, not overweight, but a larger man, uh, kind of bald head, a little on the sweaty side. His face looks a little flushed. He's wearing kind of uh, uh, not necessarily like fine clothing, but, you know, pretty nice outfit. And uh, and he looks at the three of you. He says, uh, yeah, you want to talk about the uh, house next door? How can I help you? Yeah. Hi, my name is Alice. This is Hannibal and Thelonious. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we overheard the other day something about the place being haunted. Yeah. And what can you tell us about that? Haunted house next door. Yes. Yeah. What about it? It's haunted. What do you What do you need? Well, we're staying there right now. We're, we're kind of curious. What, what are you, stupid? Why, why are you staying in a haunted house? Well, tell us. What, what's, did, why is it haunted? Know, you'd stay in a haunted house. I didn't we, make you stay what, in a haunted house. So, what wait, sir, what sir, 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 calm down. Calm down. And he wipes his brow and he says, I don't have a lot of time for this. What, what do you uh, What do you want to know about it being haunted? What do you, What specifically has happened over there that would make you believe it's haunted? Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure they they the the, the monsters and stuff. There what? were monsters there. Sure. Why would there not be? It's a haunted house. Hold on, hold on. Why are you so sweaty? It, 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 I, I'm 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 hot. It's a hot day. It's, it's a not, hot day. It's not that hot of a day. It's a pretty warm day. I don't it's appreciate n- you uh, really uh, bugging me. Warm of a day. You're coming into my house. And you're talking about ghosts, and you want to bug me about uh, how hot it is. What, what's going on here? What are you, you know, the let's authorities? Focus, uh, let's focus on the ghosts. H- have you seen a ghost? I've never seen a ghost because I've never stayed in a haunted house. I ain't an idiot. Well, how do you know it's haunted? Because there's ghosts. Hey, but you haven't seen a ghost. <laughs> I've never seen a ghost. Have, has anyone told you that they've seen a ghost? Sure, absolutely. Who? Who? Neighbors all around. Tons of people. Name one. Yeah, sure. He says, uh, Mr. Johansson, he points like, he, like points down the road. Who, kind of like waves his hand. Who lives on the other side of the of, of uh, the Mertila? I told you. Miss What'd you say? Mertila Bearish. What is that, Alvin? Oh, well, isn't that the name, of the, name of the house? Sure, I don't know. It's haunted. I don't pay attention Can I roll to it. Incident on this guy. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Can we all? Sure. Let me know what you get. Fourteen. Uh, 12. 11. He legitimately thinks this place is haunted. He he seems nervous and kind of edgy, but you don't necessarily think it's because you're like, you've come in. You think that's just who this guy is. He just seems like he's really, really jittery, really at edge, really, you know, excitable. So this is just a rumor. This is what you've heard uh, amongst the neighborhood then. Uh-huh, is yeah. The, the consensus is that place is haunted. Oh, yeah. Nobody lived there. Has anything strange happened recently? Like maybe in the last month? He says, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, more ghosts than usual. You keep saying that, but you've never seen a ghost. Right, because I'm not stupid and I don't stay at haunted houses. <laughs> I'm done with this guy. Just walk away. You uh, start, Thelonious starts heading out. He says, if you know what's good for you, you ain't going to stay there anymore. It, okay, checkers. Now, you say there was no one living there. Have you met the owner? Oh, yeah. A goofy little uh, halfling. Uh, yeah. Real, real dummy. Decided uh, the family bought a haunted house and uh, he decided to set up shop there. Stupid. Real stupid. That would be stupid. Right. Absolutely stupid. That's what I'm saying. He's an idiot. I wish I could message you. <laughs> All right. I, uh, I, I'm, um... No metagaming. You can't no. send a message if you weren't done anyway. <laughs> no. Um, no, I was going to think, uh, I guess we thank him for his time. I mean, we could just leave too. <laughs> yeah, you guys. You guys I already left. You guys. Right. Yeah, Thelonious is already like outside. The butler's like, "Very good, goodbye." And you head outside, and you guys all meet up together. Wow. Wait. Oh, we talked to Butler. Uh, butler is. Uh, uh, let's see. Did he close the door on you guys? Uh, not yet. No. Uh, the door is like starting to close. Excuse He's so old me, sir. and slow. He's yes. 
And he stops what, the door. What can you tell us about the place next door? Do you believe that it's haunted? I believe that it is very likely haunted. What leads you to believe that? Terrible things have happened there, young miss. Oh, like, uh, like what? I don't recommend you stay there. And the door <laughs> closes in on you. Awesome. What a dick. <laughs> well... This is a guy who, like, a half mile away from his home, there was a loud noise, and he started freaking out on guards, saying that they need to patrol their sector better, when this sector is the most heavily guarded one in the city. This guy is totally, basically, your cliche suburban suburbanite. Okay. Over-entitled suburbanite. This guy is not a very nice guy. I'm going to use but- prestidigitation and draw a dick on his front door. Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right. Nobody so else sees it. That Nobody didn't... else is there to catch it, or and, and the crime goes on. Unpun- well, actually, it'll be very likely that you guys did it when you just left and it happened. So you know, whatever. You think that's the best use of our time? Yep, and sure. As I did it, and we move on. Okay. <laughs> so you guys, uh, right. you guys awesome. want to head to the underground waterway? Did you guys want to? Guys want to talk to the other neighbor? Maybe. Uh, yeah. Maybe my... we just check one more neighbor because sure. I. <laughs> That guy seemed nuts. You're right there, Thelonious. Have a little too much wine. <laughs> yes, I did. So, All right. Do, guys, we, do we maybe want to want to want to leave the wino for a minute? Yeah, go sleep it off. I'm gonna go get some more wine from Fritz. <laughs> you uh, start heading into the house. Uh, so the two of you, Alice and Hannibal, head to the opposite side where uh, this guy uh, Pendlegrass said that he uh, there was a Johansson. Okay, let's. Uh, First of all, let's assume the person's name is not Johansson. (laughs) I think that's a safe bet. And then let's just knock on that door. Yeah. Sure. Uh, So you knock, and a moment later, this this mansion is certainly large, but it's not quite as grand as the other two, the Mertiel Auberge and this Pendlegrass estate. You guys knock on the door, and a few moments later, a not elderly, but like kind of uh, an older uh, woman, human, answers the door. And she opens the door fairly wide right off the bat and sees the two of you. And she says, how may I assist you? Excuse me. I was wondering if you would mind if we asked you a few questions about the place next door. I would be happy to answer any questions you have. Thank you so much. My name is Alice. This is Hannibal. Wonderful to meet the two of you. Hello. Have you heard any strange rumors about the Mertiel Alberge? Oh, yes. the, The house next door. Yeah. Um, there are many rumors I hear. Uh, they say it's haunted. Have you heard anything that would make you believe that that's true? Uh, let's see. Would she know much of anything? She kind of uh, nods and she says, I, I don't know much about it. I was a young lady when, when such things were happening, but I heard that terrible events happened there oh, maybe about 50 years ago. Okay. Anything? Have you heard anything more recent than that? No. Uh, I think maybe about in the last five to ten years, the the young halfling, uh, Mister Baril, uh, came to to live there. I, I, to the best of my knowledge, his family had owned the building for some time before he he came to move in. And it had remained empty in that time before. 
Yes, the, I, I believe the family would come on occasion, but they, they wouldn't stay long, just long enough to maybe bring things in, move items. I, I don't really know a lot about it, to be honest. What's your opinion of Fritz? Oh, he's very kind. He brought me a bottle of wine when he first moved in, and it tasted wonderful. Thelonious, you head uh, into the house, and you see Ma- uh, Maxwell, and he kind of looks to you, and he kind of nods. He says, uh, what's up? The well, guy next door is a dick, so I drew a dick on his door. Uh, I mean, that, that tends to happen in uh, haughty-toddy neighborhoods like this. Yeah, he went off about how this house is super, super haunted. Well, uh... But couldn't give us any, like, actual reasons why. Sounds like a dick. Right. He hands you a bottle of the wine. He goes, uh, have a nice night. All right, thanks. <laughs> you take the bottle of wine and head out. Uh-huh. You see the, the two of them are still on the, the doorstep talking with this. It looks like an older lady. All right, I'll head towards them. Sure, you walk over. Uh, and she says, oh, who is this? This is not anybody. And I <laughs> grab right. Thelonious by the arm, and I'm like, hey, we should go this way. <laughs> you take Thelonious and walk off. And she goes, what a nice young dragonborn. Oh, he's he's delightful. You would you would love him, but he's very busy right now, unfortunately. Oh, that is a shame. Um, but so you you said you're you like Fritz, he seems pretty nice. Oh, very and, kind. Um, have you heard of anything strange happening recently in the past couple of years to kind of substantiate these these haunting rumors? Well, to the best of my knowledge, nobody goes there. I, I don't really know much about his establishment. It's a hotel? Yes. Do you know the last time you remember seeing people uh, outside of uh, us going in and out? Nobody. That is strange. I I don't even know if you're allowed to make hotels in this area. Oh, really? What if it brings in the wrong crowd? Well, I'm told that his his rates would probably leave the wrong crowd out of the equation. I see. And she almost doesn't get what you mean at first, and then it kind of dawns on her that you're talking about how it's expensive, and she says, well, so long as he's keeping the riffraff out, that's all that matters. Hmm. Well, thank you for your time. It's... Much appreciated. Yeah, she nods. If you think if you think of anything strange that you've seen, or if you happen to see any st- things strange, uh, if you wouldn't mind letting one of our group know, we'd greatly appreciate it. Obviously, as we're staying there, she she nods and uh, lets you know that I uh, I uh, you know she she recommends that you know maybe you look elsewhere for for somewhere to stay, and uh, but aside from that, yeah, she nods and says that she'll she'll send word if you know if anything comes up okay. or she thinks of anything. I walk over back over to the group. And I'm like, guys. We're the only people who have ever stayed here. Do you think we should ask Fritz why people think this place is haunted? I think we should ask him what he knows about this house with 50 years ago. And it's really kind of convenient that 50 years ago something went down at this house with everything else that happened 50 years ago in this damn city. does seem like everything happened 50 years ago. And wouldn't Verna know that we're not allowed to stay here? Well, we're allowed well, to stay here. That we're not well, allowed that to. this isn't actually a hotel. Well, well it is a hotel. Just they the haven't had lady, any guests. Yeah, the whole the old lady seemed to to think that that was like against the rules. But you, whether it is or not, you don't know. Right. And I wonder who she thought the riffraff was. That's yes, I question. wonder. As you all stare at each other, <laughs> necromancers, adventurers, adventurers, <laughs> adventurers, adventurers, sorcerers. <laughs> 
Dragonborn. <laughs> well, I mean, I wasn't. I wasn't gonna go that far. <laughs> All right. So we got uh, sweaty, coked up dude next door, and racist old lady on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. We're gonna talk to Fritz but, now. Should we go down to those uh, that water? I feel like Fritz water is not water. a pressing matter. That's probably something we can investigate over time. I think this waterway. We might want to get there while. While there's still a trail, while right. the while the evidence is still cold, since it's been a while, it has it has been a while, but it's only going to get colder. You're not wrong. Uh, do you guys want to go and talk to Fritz, or do you want to pass? What would you like to do? First of all, what time is it? It is uh, like I mean, you guys ate dinner and stuff. It's probably like in the the late evening. So, sunset. do we want to do this in the morning when we can see? That might be a good. Okay, let's we'll all investigate. Right, let's talk to Fritz. Go to bed, and then we'll do it first thing in the morning. Agreed. Absolutely. So, you guys head inside, and uh, uh, Maxwell looks to the three of you, and he's like, uh, "You're not heading to the waterway." No, we met uh, lovely, lovely neighbors, lady, lovely woman next door. So, why yeah. wouldn't you let me talk to her? By the way. You Not know, important, you know. <laughs> I don't. Where's that pillow you slept yeah. on last night? Probably Here. in my bed. Here, have a <laughs> have, a, have a little bit more wine. Here's a. Maxwell goes well. Cheers to that. Right, he, cheers. Yeah, and he he <laughs> takes another drink of uh, the blueberry wine, and uh, and you guys are uh, are you guys just sort of waiting on the first floor for Fritz to come down, or do you guys want to head upstairs? What would you like to do? Let's calm down. Should we calm him down or just go up there? I want to calm down. We're in the parlor. Yeah, you guys are in the parlor right now. Bring them down to the parlor. Sure. So you guys yell upstairs. Is there a piano in there? Mm. Can you send him a message? Mm, uh, No, there would not be a piano in the parlor. I could send him a message, but that might freak him out. I know. Well, I can use prestidigitation for musical sounds, it says. So I'll, I'll play some random piano music. Uh, yeah, and so that's kind of concerning that random music starts being played. And so a few moments later, Fritz comes downstairs. And uh, he looks to the three of you and uh, he, you know, sort of takes off his little tiny spectacles that he has. And and he says, uh, where is this music coming from? Oh, it's just in my head. Well, you guys can hear it, too. We. Oui. <laughs> <laughs> I can. I can indeed. <laughs> That's quite the power you have. You Fritz. Probably take some lessons. Yes. Why do people think this place is haunted? I'm sure they don't think it's haunted. No, they, they 100% think this place is haunted. Can I roll insight on that? You can. That would be unnatural 20. He is is very, very apprehensive about acknowledging the fact that this place might be haunted. He says, I, it is certainly not haunted. You have seen no ghosts here. Fritz, 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 Fritz we love you, man. We're staying you, here for you're free. You're getting me we're drunk. You're, you're feeding us meals. Yeah, you we, can we're here tell to help. us. Yeah, we're here to help you. What's the deal here? This is rather concerning. I, I, I certainly do not wish to lose you as customers. Uh, even if you are not paying, the, the, Miss Trinfall is paying on your behalf. I, I, I will understand if you do not want to stay here. I, I have been keeping something very important from you. What's going what, on, Fritz? What do you got? Well, this building was, was fairly cheap when, when my family bought it. Uh, roughly 45, 50 years ago. Yeah, why is that? What, what happened? Well, this was the home of a counselor known as Prince Lion. Oh, I mean like the, the church? Prince Lion? No, no. Uh, Prince Lion was a counselor uh, in the city 50 years ago. He was killed. He was oh, indeed killed, dragged into the street. 
uh, by adventurers. He he had made a pact with some kind of horrible being. I don't really know much about it, but my family was able to buy the building for cheap. They uh, they were seeking to set up shop in the the city, and over the course of time, uh, we were not using this building much, and so. Uh, about five to ten years ago, I, I wished to start my own business here. Have you found anything weird in the house? Most all of the furniture that was throughout the, the home is in the attic. Why did Mine? you keep it? Oh. Um, it was just extra furniture. It was just moved into the attic. We, we did not feel the need to sell it, but we also did not feel the need to throw it out. Can we check it out? Uh, yes, you can. Um, you, you can indeed. He says there, there is uh, uh, something else to consider. Uh, he says, my bedroom is, is all my own furniture. He says, but there was a, a study as well um, that was across the hall. Uh, I can unlock that for you and let you look in. Yeah, that'd be that great. would be great. I, I don't go there very often. Um, I, I, you're, you're welcome to it, of course. Can I roll inside to see if he's hiding anything? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Where the hell is inside? Oh, uh, eleven. It seems like it's less he's hiding and like hiding anything from you, and more almost ashamed. Like it, it seems like this is like uh, like something that's like he's not really proud of admitting. Uh, I mean, clearly it's it's not like a big to do, but it is. You know, this is why the town thought it was. You know, horrible things happen there, and why it's haunted. Sure, because this was the home of Prince Lion, this mansion, this estate. But I don't think there's anything fishy going on with him. You don't think so? He he seems to be on the up and up. He he seems remorseful that he didn't tell you sooner. But it from what you're gathering from him, he feels like you might you know just up and leave and and not sure. come back or whatever. Fritz, we're not going anywhere. We like this place. We like you. Your wine's great. Well, Theo thinks your wine's great. <laughs> your wine is great. Uh, Fantastic. And there's there's between the three of us and Max, I'm pretty sure we can help you out. He nods. He says, you have free reign of, of the, the, the building. We appreciate that. He says, yes, this is your home. He says, if you need me, I'll be in the kitchen. Thank you, Fritz. He nods. Where would you guys like to go? Let's There's, go to- uh, he, well, he, he, go, he gives you the key to the study, lets you know it's yours now. Let's check out that study. Let's, Let's go. go there first. Absolutely. So you guys head up to the second floor, and you pass all your rooms. You go to the staircase at the end of the hall. You head upstairs, and there's another hall that only has a, a couple of rooms. You find the study, and you open it up. And it cla- the lock clacks, and you open the door, and it's very, very old. Everything is looks like it's been in its original shape. There's a large desk. It's really dusty. There's a, uh, the parlor had like a, a tiny little bookshelf. This room has, has quite a, like a larger you know, bookshelf, uh, quite a bit bigger. And you see, you know, like uh, different, like, uh, uh, you know, cabinets and stuff. It looks like, you know, maybe holds documents and stuff. All right, let's well, look around the checking room. Checking things out. Yeah. Absolutely. So you guys take a look around. Uh, if you guys want, you can make a, uh, each of you make an investigation check, and I can kind of tell you a little bit more from there. Natural 20. Ooh, get to you in a moment. Six. Uh, 13. With a six, you look around and you don't find much that catches your attention. Uh, you go looking around and uh, 
in one part of the the bookcase, you do see uh, what looks to be uh, a fair amount of books that are on the uh, uh, like like it seems like something involving like the far realm, aberrant beings and whatnot. And you think this must have been his private study when it came to studying like you know creatures from the far realm. Like what essentially he made a pact with. Uh, with a you had a thirteen, correct. With a thirteen, you uh, uh, take a look into the, uh, you know the the you know the bookshelves as well, and you find specifically it looks like the being that he might have made a pact with. Like you open up books and you see like old notes and like you know like summoning circles and stuff, and you see that it looks like he made some kind of pact with a being known as Terror Zimu, the Executioner's Gullet. Looks like the it's a Lord of Madness uh, that is a mind flayer. Do I know anything about this? Uh, from from looking at the book, you can tell that mind flayers are are humanoid in shape, but have like uh, tentacles where their like mouths would be, and they devour brains. Okay. Hence the the title mind flayer. They're otherwise known as the illithid. With a natural twenty, Alice, you go looking through his desk, and you you know kind of like play around with some some drawers that don't open. You try the key and they pop open and you uh, start taking a look around uh, through his stuff. You find a few things of note. You find a, uh, a, a nast, nasty curved dagger. It looks jagged and like, you know, like almost a zigzag pattern and has like a skull on the pommel. Uh, but when you look at it closely, it looks like the skull is is that of like a mind flayer. It looks like it's like, you know, this like nasty eldritch being like at the, the, the pommel of the, the dagger. And you set that aside and you take a look and you find uh, documentation. And it looks like he is uh, communicating with the asylum in the city. And it seems like essentially what he was trying to do from these documents that you find are, you know, essentially like, you know, like inflict a lot of like suffering on these people in order to like instigate like some kind of dark rituals. And it looks like this is, sure enough, a lot of evidence showing that he was indeed making packs with these eldritch beings. And the uh, one of the, the notes that you see at the bottom, it looks like he's in communication with a doctor, a non-role sin. And you're looking over it, and as you're, as you're looking, reading the notes and your friends are looking around the room, you hear a, a, a voice go, Oh... That was a lot of fun. And you stop and you turn around and there's nothing there. And that's where we're going to go ahead and pause today's session. Thank you for listening to Noobs and Dragons. This show is brought to you by listeners like you. If you wish to support the show, go to patreon.com slash gamezilla media. From there, you'll be able to gain excellent perks, like a behind-the-scenes show for Noobs and Dragons. We thank you for your patronage.